Hi there, this is Donna Marie, Basic Me. When I was about, I think, a nine or ten months old, my family all went on a trip to Europe, predominantly Italy, I think. Obviously, I don't remember it. Uh, and one of the things that my family always remind me of was the fact that they had to change my nappy everywhere and there was like nappies left all over Italy and wherever else we went in bins of course I assume um, but it was all about me and my nappies where we were stopping and it made me think about how on this trip <laughs> me looking for bathrooms is just like running my whole trip not ruining it running it like I am constantly like trying to get in the lift because I've left it too long to pee and trying to get in the lift at the hotel and then like I'm on the 28th floor and someone will get in at every single floor and I'm just actually standing there going oh my gosh I am going to pee myself if I don't make it to my room. Anyway it just made me think of that and I'll come back to that because there have been some some weird weird ones. And I am now sitting in my hotel room and this is my last full day. I can't believe three weeks has gone by. So when I last did my podcast, I was in LA and then I went to Vegas. I met this great couple on the plane and they were um, from Australia, but both English. They are madly in love with Vegas. They've been, I think, 10 times or something and they were going for, I think it was a week and a half. Um, They love it. And I ended up meeting them for a drink. And that's something on a side note that's been interesting about this holiday is me sort of stepping out of that box of um, talking to strangers and, and, you know, getting to know them and and, um, putting myself out there more, which has been good for me uh, because believe it or not, you know, I'm not that person. So I kind of keep in my own little bubble, but you kind of get forced to do that when you're traveling alone. So that was good and we went for a drink and um, they wanted to have dinner and stuff but I did only have two nights so I kind of left them there. And yeah, Vegas was... I'm glad I went. Two nights was enough. Uh, It's just because the nights are just just party, party, party. And when you are on your own, you're not really going to be partying uh, that much. And, you know, it was bizarre seeing people you know going from the serenity of LA and the chill and the zen and then going into that and seeing people just like walking around with drinks and hey I joined in I had a couple of cocktails and um it was the big crowds that gets me like I can't two things that kill me about this traveling uh is the places that I'm going are very big touristy places And I get stuck in crowds. I can't cope with huge crowds. And I'm talking huge crowds, you know, shoulder to shoulder. The other thing is having to walk slowly. No one walks fast. It's just, you just basically almost, I may as well just be walking backward. It kills my soul. It really does. And the other thing about Vegas, like it was beautiful and like I said, I'm, it's so good. I'm so glad I got to see it. The lights, the seeing the flamingo and the um, Bellagio, the lights, you know, the water fountain thingy, that show was fantastic. Uh, it was beautiful. And one of the standouts for me was getting to go in the chopper to see the Grand Canyon. That was, 
a once in a lifetime uh, opportunity and I didn't pass it up. That was a huge, like I spent more, more money than I expected on it, but it was something that I set out to do. So it was incredible, absolutely incredible. Would I go back to Vegas? If someone wanted to pay for me to go and if we were going to have a big party, yeah, I probably would. Um, but I wouldn't go back on my own, probably. I'm glad I went, but that was it. And then I had some really strange things over there. It's just, I want. it's not a melting pot because there's distinct, distinct lines between people. Um but just some of the things people say to you and you're just like, oh my gosh, really? I don't know what about me makes people think they can say these things or it's just that they have no filter. But I was buying a cocktail from this guy and he was asking, you know, they ask where you're from and I said and he goes, oh yeah, I was in wherever he was over east. And he goes, you got way too many Chinese people in your country. I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, you got way too many Chinese people. And I did some research and if they start buying stuff, they're going to be able to actually take over your whole country. And I just, I mean, what do you say to that? I'm just like, oh, okay. Then I was talking to the guy that um, was booking my my chopper for the Grand Canyon. And again, it started, you know, where are you from? And he was like, you're very chilled. You're a very chilled person. Are you always like that? And I was like, "Mm, you know, I'm chilled until I'm not chilled. But um, he was then, I don't know, we were talking about all sorts of things and this awful, the same week there had been a mass shooting in Texas, um, which was just, you know, unbelievable and horrible. Um, you know, I can't, that's not even saying the right words for it, but just, yeah, just unbelievable. And we were talking about that and I said, well, actually in Australia, we haven't had a mass shooting since the late nineties. And he said, well, how did that happen? Like, why do you think that's happened? I said, because we have gun control laws. And he said, oh, well, you mean they took away your freedom? (laughs) I was like, my freedom. And again, I didn't really answer, but I'm like thinking, I feel very free in my country knowing that I'm not going to, you know, I'm less likely to get murdered by a mass shooting. Uh, probably more likely to get hit by a bus. And then, oh my gosh, this other, these two white women were talking to me. And this white, they were a mother and daughter. And she says to her daughter, or she said to me first, she goes, oh, I've been, (laughs) I can't even believe it. (laughs) I can't even say it. I've been trying to get her to take a photo with a black boy. Honey, have you taken the photo with a black boy? (laughs) I can't even say it. I don't know who these people are and what about me says, please say things that are racist and ridiculous to me and stupid. Anyway, so that that all happened in Vegas. Did some good shopping though. I'm not here on a shopping trip, but I did go to the outlet stores, which was my goal. Everything that I've done has been things that I planned on doing as far as if I went shopping or spending money. Uh, like the chopper. Um, and I went to the outlet stores and I just went straight to Nike, or Nike, whichever one it is, and got some great deals on three pairs of Nikes that I'm very happy, happy with. One of them was a pair of Jordans. Um, so that was good. And then I went off, I trotted off to New Orleans, which has always been a dream of mine. And I was there for three nights and it was 
Um, again, it was a party. It's not a party town. Well, it is. Bourbon Street is a party place. And it's kind of a bit embarrassing because uh, the way the tourists kind of carry on, I sound like such a snob here, it's out of control. Um, there's a lot of homelessness there, which is awful, really sad to see. And it does surprise me in a country, and I'm not in a place to question it, I guess, but it surprises me in a country that has such a huge tourist base where people are spending money that it doesn't get put into a place where it will help these people because there's actually a lot of mental illness uh, in these homelessness in the homelessness that I've seen and that's just an observation not a fact um but yeah Bourbon Street was something else it was insane and I managed to be there for a Friday night which was awesome um and what I what I loved is that you can grab a cocktail I usually got a frozen uh, mix of hurricane and pina colada. Um, it was really good. And I, you could walk down the street. And whenever I heard music that I liked, I just walked into that bar and you just take your drink in. And then, you know, if you want to buy a drink there, you can, but you don't have to. And you always end up tipping the band. That's how they make their money. Or they make a small fee, but they make money from tips. And there were some great live bands um, I got to know. Uh, one of them as usual and I um, ended up hanging out at that bar a fair bit but it wasn't the jazz down that street and I didn't learn that like I mean I knew there was no jazz um, it wasn't until my last day that someone told me about Frenchman Street and that's where all the old school jazz is so I managed to get there and it was cool but walking there was about a 20 minute walk and I didn't trust catching an Uber because the streets are just insane and I, um, the walk there was through some dodgy parts, so I didn't really want to stay there at night time, to be honest. Bourbon Street, you felt safe, even though I learned like pretty much just before I left that there's lots of shootings and things there, but I didn't know that. Um, but crazy on Bourbon Street and talent, like insane talent, people just busking out the front of different places. And there's guys with massive... Um, snakes and that is not a <laughs> that is not a metaphor that's these actual big huge snakes and people stopping and they're drunk people stopping not the snakes the people stopping to have these snakes put around them and they you know pay a fee to be able to do that and the guys would just leave the snakes on these people and walk off and I'd be watching going oh my gosh the snake's head is going towards that person's face but anyway no one seemed to care the people were really, I, I really enjoyed the people in New Orleans. They, you know, you'd speak to them and then as you're walking off, they'd be saying things like, have a blessed day. You know, they were just joyous um, and that was really lovely. And the compliments, like, jeepers, the people give compliments there and it makes me laugh, like, especially the women. I was in the lift with the cleaner one of the cleaners in the hotel and she was standing next to me and she goes damn girl you got a good ass on you for a white girl and I was just like I'm glad that me being overweight bodes well for me here but yeah I got that a few times I have this um Led Zeppelin t-shirt that I was wearing I've got like four t-shirts that I'm just interchanging with and washing them um and interestingly enough I got so many comments on my Led Zeppelin t-shirt as I was walking down the street that that night when I got home on my For You page on TikTok, 
everything was Led Zeppelin, so it goes to show that they're always listening. And, yeah, I, I, I really did enjoy New Orleans. My original plan was to go there for my 50th, and I don't think I'll do that. Again, I think it's somewhere that you need to go with a big group to party. The, the time during the day and the history and all of that was beautiful. The architecture is gorgeous. I went and had my beignet from Café du Monde, sitting down there um, looking at the water. That was all beautiful, uh, just gorgeous. Again, I was desperate. I, just trying to find toilets because you just don't know where they are. And I, yeah, went searching for a toilet. And by that stage, I'm always desperate because I've had like two coffees, a bottle of water and sitting there. And <sighs> so then I, I spend my time sprinting around trying to find a bathroom. I also, one embarrassing moment was when I was in a shop looking at these um, spicy sauces, I <laughs> dropped one. So that's shattered and all over the floor. Loved that for me. And the food was awesome. I had my crawfish. I have to, whenever I go to these places, I want to make sure I'm having authentic food. Um, that was the problem with Vegas. There was nothing that's authentic to Vegas, I don't think, as far as foods and things go. But yes, I got my crawfish and my jambalaya. Uh, like I said, my beignets. So I was happy. And then when I got to the airport, I sat down. Um, I always get there a little bit early. I know it's stupid. Well, actually, no. Well, there was about a 45 minute. I had 45 minute window. So I sat down and there was a man sitting in front of me on his computer. And I looked and I was like, that's, that's Harry Connick Jr. He had a cap on, glasses. I was like, Is it? it's Harry Connick. I'm sure of it. Anyway, he looked up and it was Harry Connick Jr. And I just smiled and he smiled back. And then I was just sitting there thinking, oh, you can see he's got his headphones in, no one around him, like someone sat next to him, no one knew it was him. So I didn't want to make a fuss. So I did not get a selfie, just telling you now. But I did go up to him and I just said, look, you know, very softly, I said, I just wanted to say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just, I'm a huge fan. Like my family are all a huge fan. We've been to see you and, um, you know, you're coming to Australia soon. And he was like, thank you so much. He shook my hand and, yeah, I went and sat down again. And then he got called for boarding first. He was getting on my plane and he just came past me and tapped me on the knee and he just said, thank you. So he was very grateful that I didn't make a big fuss. Anyway, then I got to New York. Now, New York, I have fallen in love with it, not as much as LA, but it took some time. It really had to seduce me because... Where I'm staying is the perfect spot. Like I've got the subway lines right near me, um, Madison Square Garden. I've got, you know, Times Square is a walk away. But walking to Times Square, I thought it was bad in Vegas trying to walk in crowds. Seriously. You just, I thought New York was fast, fast, fast. It, uh, walking so slowly, it kills me. Everyone's on their phones looking down and they're not talking on their phones. They're looking at photos and stuff. So that kills me. And it is mayhem in Times Square. Just mayhem. People coming at you left and right. And the homelessness in New York is very in your face. Uh, there, It is really bad. And talking to people, they said it's just gotten way worse since the pandemic because so many people lost their jobs and things. And it's horrible and sad. And there's also, again, you can see a lot of mental illness and stuff. 
um, the amount of times I've walked past someone pretending to talk on their phone, having emphatic conversations, and they've got nothing on their phone. Like, I don't even think the phone turns on. But... Yeah, it's it's really sad. And they, in New York, they really come at you. Like I've had some pretty crude advances from some people. Um, I've also had some funny compliments, which makes me laugh. Like I wore my Jordans out the other day and I don't think I've ever had a comment in, on a pair of shoes as much as I did with my Jordans. Like, And it was all from men. Like I had one guy come up to me um, on the street and he was like, man, where did you, I love your Jordans. And he was like, you know, um, what make are they? Like what serial number or whatever, model, model, that's what I'm trying to say. Are they? I'm like, really, man, I don't know. He goes, I love them. It suits your whole outfit and yeah, you know, keep going and fist pump, you know, and I love the fist pumping. So many of the people fist pump and I walked past another guy and he was like talking on the phone. This time he was talking on the phone. He was like, damn, this girl's wearing Jordans, they're new Jordans. And I was like, wow, I did not know this was going to be such a big hit. But yeah, that first day was very overwhelming for me because I was like, oh, if this is what it's going to be like, I'm not going to enjoy New York at all. I, I'm not going to be able to deal with these crowds. So the next day I did a hop on, hop off bus, which I had done in LA. And I will say the LA one was better. Um, the locations that they drop you off, you're just kind of like, I don't, I can't see where I'm supposed to be going. And my, my, um, roaming has been dropping in and out. So sometimes I don't have access to maps. So I'm just like walking around trying to read signs, which I don't do well. And yeah, I didn't get to see, like I saw a lot that day, but I didn't get to see the things like, this is going to sound so stupid, but I couldn't find the Brooklyn Bridge. Like my phone was taking me everywhere but there. I mean, it's huge. How can you not find it? I just couldn't find it. I was roaming around aimlessly, so much so that I didn't even have to go to the next hop on, hop off stop because I walked there and I didn't even realize I was on Wall Street. Um, yeah, so I got to see that. I got to see the memorial as well, the 9-11 memorial, which was, you know, very, you know, as even though it's so long ago, it's very poignant and very moving. So I'm glad I got to see that. But yeah, I didn't see the Brooklyn Bridge that day because I couldn't freaking find it. Just me. Only me would be able to do that. So anyways, by that stage, day two, and I'm thinking, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do in New York because I'm just not feeling it. So the next day, I just decided I hadn't gone on the subway yet. The subway's right near me, so that's it. I was going to do that. So I went to Central Park and it was beautiful. And I walked around the town, like around the city there as well and loved that. The stuff that was happening, there was a wedding there right where um, Chuck and Blair get, got married in Gossip Girl. Um the music along there, people playing sports. It was a warm day. It was uh, 28 degrees, I think. So people were sunbaking in bathers uh, in the middle of Central Park. Uh, it was just beautiful. So that's when my love affair with New York started. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice. I'm talking a lot. Um, yeah, so I loved that. And then the days have kind of meshed in. But I did go and see a couple of shows on Broadway, which I'm stoked about because that's, you know, definite bucket list stuff. So I got to see um, Jessica Chastain 
in a doll's house, which was a play we studied in high school. Uh, it was really good. It was her performance was phenomenal. And then last night I got to see Sean Hayes. So uh, Jack from Will and Grace was in this play, Goodnight Oscar. And oh my goodness, every performance, every person in it was just phenomenal. He was amazing. And then he played the piano and it was just moving. Like I haven't sat and watched someone play the piano live since my mum. So uh, yeah, I got quite teary. He was very... Yeah, he was, it was impressive. And I was talking to some girls outside the show. They were out there. I thought they'd watch the show, but they hadn't. These girls have been to LA 15 times and they go and wait outside at all the plays to have selfies and get autographs of the stars because I didn't know that the stars come out. So I was standing there with them, talking to them and every actor that came out of from the show they knew who they were. I had no idea who they were. They were like, oh, he was on Bold and the Beautiful. He was in the movie Chasing, um, Finding Anna. And then someone else came out and he was an actor. I don't even know what his name was, but the crowd went wild. The crowd, the people that were standing outside went crazy and they were going, come over here, come over here. And they were taking photos. He was very familiar to me, but I don't know his name and they all had photos with him. But anyway, he was just there to watch the show. And Sean Hayes did not come out. They did an announcement and I'd seen his partner sitting up in the balcony um, watching in the dark. So maybe he just snuck out with his par- his husband. Um, so I didn't get to see Sean Hayes in person except for on the play and I was only four rows back. So really that was fantastic. And then... I just have done so many things and gone to places that I love. Like I've gone to Chelsea markets. Before I left, my niece gave me this huge list of things that she loved about New York or about all the places I was going. Um, And people have added to it, I think. So I've kind of gone off some things. It's really come in handy in New York because I was a bit lost about where I was going. Once I got my head around, well, did I get my head around the subway? (sighs) Anyway. I did get to the Brooklyn Bridge. I caught the subway there and walked and that was a day <laughs> I just assumed the Brooklyn B- Bridge being so huge and so touristy that there would be bathrooms. Here we go with the bathrooms again. So I walked across the whole Brooklyn Bridge, had my bottle of water, could not take a sip because by the minute I took <laughs> put my foot on the bridge, I needed to go to the bathroom. So I couldn't drink any more water. So, yeah, wasn't drinking, walked all the way across the bridge through Brooklyn, then all the way back. I'm now going, okay, I need to go to the bathroom and I can't find one. And, you know, God forbid I ask someone. Uh, So I still haven't drunk anything. I am dry, parched. And then I see the sign for Chinatown. So I start walking to Chinatown. Now, I had actually um, just walked quickly through it when I did the hop on, hop off tour. Um... (laughs) And I started walking. I was like, oh, I can't do this because I need to get on the subway because I need to get back to the hotel to go to the bathroom if I can't find one on the way. So I went to the subway and I kind of thought I knew where I was going. I was sitting there on the on the train and I'm like, I'm not recognising any of these stops, but I must be just on, like someone had said, all lines go to where I'm staying. So... Maybe it was just different. Anyway, about 45 minutes later, I'm still on the train. It had only taken me about seven minutes to get there. And I'm like, I don't know where I could be ending up in Harlem now. And so I'm sitting there still dying to pee, absolutely desperate. 
And I'm like, what do I do? So I got off and I don't even know where I was by this stage. And I'm trying to read the signs and then I'm all confused because I don't know my phone. Then I have no roaming at all. And I don't know what downtown and what uptown is. I'm sorry, but I know I should research and I should read signs better. But I don't. It's the same as me with instructions. I don't read them. So then I'm like, oh, I don't know where to go. So I asked the lady that works there and, and I was like, can you just tell me which is downtown? And she's like, where do you want to go? And I thought, she goes, any of the trains will go. I said, yeah, I know that. But I don't know which side of the platform to stand on. So she showed me, got on a train. So that's another like, by this stage, I am desperate to go to the bathroom. And so I get, it's, a you know, another nearly an hour by the time I get back to my hotel. Pretty much trying to run. Of course, I get stuck at the red light, you know. And then people in front of me, it's like, move people. Then I get to the um, lift and an airline has just arrived, like all the staff and crew, and they get on at every floor, like every floor, get off. <sighs> Seriously. So how I didn't pay myself, I don't know. But anyway, then I also have gone to Chelsea Markets, which was, oh, they are fantastic. Had my lobster roll and my lobster bisque, which was beautiful. Man, I, New York is the place I have eaten a lot. Um, I've eaten more junk food here because that's more of what's around unless you go to a restaurant. Uh, and I had to, I had to try the pizza. I had to have a slice. I had to have a hot dog, you know, a chili hot dog. Man, that's... Um, they were good, but you know, it's, I don't know what's in that chili and I don't know what's in those hot dogs, but anyway, um, so I've done that. And then I went, I couldn't book a sex in the city tour. Cause I thought that's a good place to go and see all these different places, but they won't let you book for one person. So I went and just like, I knew a lot of the places from there. So now I'm kind of used to Chelsea and the meatpacking di district and all of that. So I caught the subway there. Yes, I got there straight away, read the signs and um, managed to stand outside of Carrie's apartment and um, the bakery where they had the cupcakes and went through the meatpacking district. And it was just beautiful. It's a beautiful area. Walked the High Line. I'm not one for, <clears throat> I realise I saw the Empire State Building and I saw the Statue of Liberty from the Brooklyn Bridge. I don't need to go right up to them or in them. I'm happy with that. I've also had my Reuben sandwich. I've had this amazing cheesecake from Junior's because they're famous for their cheesecake. I've had my good, good old American steak. I've had my good old American cheeseburgers. I had Chick-fil-A, had to try that, and basically it's KFC. I found my routine every day where I wake up, quickly just whack on some jeans and a jumper, run across the road to Starbucks, get my coffee, bring it back to the hotel while I plan my day. I do like that kind of a routine where I feel like I'm just kind of living in a place. Um, that's enjoyable to me, and I really have fallen in love with this place. The craziness, the horns beeping, the sirens going, the all of that. I mean, LA is still my favourite, but I can't believe it's coming to an end. So tomorrow I leave, I fly to Dallas, then I go to Sydney and then home. All up, oh, I don't know, I think it's four hours to Dallas, a couple of hours waiting time, 
then it's 16 hours to Sydney and then another five hours to um, home. So what's that? About 30 hours. Hmm. It's okay. The problem is I don't want to leave. I'm having the best time. Like I, I, I've just had, this has been the holiday of a lifetime. I planned it to be that way. I didn't know whether it would be when I first got to New York, but I just love it. And I've actually had a few people who listen asking me when my next podcast was because they wanted to hear about New York. So here it is. This is New York. Um, it's been great. I just, I, I'm a little sad to go, more than a little sad. Um, three weeks has just flown by, but then I've really embraced it all. And um, it, it actually feels like ages since I was in LA. Uh, so I've got tonight, I'm going to go into Times Square, into the crazy because it's a Thursday night and I think it might even be crazier. They've usually got something happening in there. I'll go have some dinner because, you know, I haven't eaten enough here. And, um, yeah, then tomorrow morning, get my coffee, then I'll pack and yeah, get ready to go home. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've banged on a bit. It's half an hour. I don't usually talk that long, but... Hopefully, for those of you that are going to be traveling, you got something out of it, or you just had a chuckle at me running around looking for bathrooms or getting lost, which I do constantly. Uh, But yeah, in the meantime, I'll see you on the other side of the world for my next podcast, my next episode, whenever that will be. Thank you so much for listening. This is Donna Marie, Basic Me.